that metal interview. We are talking about a guitar extraordinaire, Santiago Dobles guitar phenomenon, who's done a bunch of uh, studio work, tons of studio work, tons of great studio work, by the way. For those of you who know who he is, you would think of Agora, his project. He's got a couple of releases on there. You guys should check it out. Agora, A-G-H-O-R-A. The latest album from Agora. Anthrogenic Frequencies. That's the latest project from Agora. You guys should check it out if you get a chance. Awesome instrumentals. And he'll talk to you about that. I will let Santiago talk about his projects and different... uh, Different stuff, experiences he's had with other bands, and including Cynic, um, Pestilence, uh, some projects with the guys from D-Side, uh, Kevin and Steve, uh, Council of the Fallen, Order of a Need, and so on. Paul Masvidal, stuff with him, and uh, Sean Reinhardt, may he rest in peace. So we'll let uh, Santiago talk to you guys uh, about all that stuff, all his projects, Agora, Synchronicity, and all that. So uh, here it is, our interview with Santiago Dobles. At what age did you start playing guitar? Um, man, my parents gave me my first guitar when I was two. And of course, I couldn't play it. You know, they, um, they, it was kind of an interesting thing. I started off with piano, guitar, and violin because my dad was uh, doing classical music at a conservatory, and so the guitar was the one I wanted. You know, yeah. Um, so I would kind of tinker around with it, and and they would teach me some things when I was really little, but. I probably knew like maybe one chord, you know, and uh, I, I kind of left it in the side of the room forever until I was about 10 years old. Um, I think I heard like Van Halen 1984 record yeah. and that was it. I wanted to like really learn the guitar. So at that point, I think I was like 10 is when I started to really take it serious. You know. So how many instruments do you play? Um, well, I, I would say I really play guitar. But I could probably play, I mean, I know I could play some piano, um, I could play bass, you know, the basic string stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't remember violin much, but I did some violin until about, I was about nine years old or so. Um, but definitely guitar and piano. I saw you recorded a couple of different instruments on your last uh, project, Agora. Yeah, I did um, uh, electric guitar, acoustic guitar, and then I have a banjo that's a six-string banjo. Like it's tuned like just like a guitar. And then um, I played some keyboards. Um, it's, there's a couple songs I play keyboard in, and there's other songs that my father played a lot of keyboards and piano in. Your father is also a musician. How cool is that, man? Wow. Yeah, yeah, he's he's on another level, man. He's like, um, I would say he's a composer. You know, he, he can easily write anything on paper and notate it, and then he could have it orchestrated, and uh, he could play, like, piano, guitar, violin. Uh, actually, no, I don't think he plays violin now, but uh, he can pretty much play most instruments. Wow, that's awesome. So it's in your blood, huh? Yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Uh, uh, yeah, and I know, I know. On my uh, 
on my mom's side, my grandfather on my mom's side, he played piano too. And so did uh, on my grandmother's side, there was a violinist in their family too. Wow, there you go. It's definitely, definitely in the blood. That explains your talent. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, brothers and sisters. <laughs> right, there you go. How did you come up with the name Agora? Uh, can you talk about that? And what is the meaning of Agora? Oh, okay. Um, let's see. Uh, I think I was like 18. And I was reading this book called Agora. And it was about these um, very extreme, um, extreme yogis from India and the Himalayas that they were like really extremists, you know. And they were, they were always fasting but they also did like they, it was different than what you hear about yoga they were like into black magic also you know yeah they were they were like similar in our culture they were like curanderos you know what i mean yeah they were they were like brujos you know yeah, yeah. and and um these guys in india supposedly were like they could like shape reality and make things manifest and stuff so i read the book and i was fascinated with it and i, I wanted to name a band after that and so that's kind of how it started Oh, wow, it's interesting. Wow, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was an interesting thing. But, um, yeah, they, they're pretty extreme. Like, they only carried a skull, and they would eat all their food out of a skull, you know? Wow. So, to me, they had kind of like a death metal feel to it, you know? Yeah. Which is funny, because there's demos that we did for Agora um, where we actually had brutal vocals, but I never, we never released them that way. We never released anything brutal, but we started out that way, you know what I mean? Really? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Soon we probably will, but uh, maybe one day I'll put out a clip of those demos. But yeah. Oh wow, that's new to me. I, I heard your your other uh, releases, the ones with the girl singer. Right, she's my sister. Yeah. Oh okay. Uh, okay. On the first record, first record was my sister. The second record is Diana, another girl. Great, great album, great stuff. Entheogenic frequencies, eight tracks, awesome instrumentals. Thank you, man. Thank you so much, brother. Who recorded the album? Uh, I noticed they're all instrumentals compared to the other releases, right? No, we, you know, we, um, this record took a long time to make. And yeah. first we had Diana come in and sing, but she was going through stuff in her own life. You know, I think she was getting ready to move out of Florida. Um, she did a couple tracks, but this music is kind of heavier yeah. than the other stuff. Mm -hmm. So it, it didn't quite fit well. Um, so then we tried a male vocalist, oh, yeah? a, a brutal, a brutal singer and his vocals sounded good, but he was also busy with his other band and they were touring and coming out with a record. Uh, this guy, Reggie Miller from Silent Mara. Okay. And, um, he sounded good for, for the brutal stuff and, but his schedule was not quite there. So he could never come to the studio to finish. So... Then we tried my sister, but she was busy with her schedule because she's got like another thing going on with touring also. And um, so finally, I just got tired of waiting on people, yeah. you know, and it almost seemed like it wasn't meant to have vocals. And then I, I, I tried something extreme, like um, I contacted uh, um, Mike Patton from Faith No More. Yeah. And he turned it down. Yeah. And I I contacted Jeff Tate from Queensryche, he turned it down. Oh really? So I was like so I was like, you know what? It's probably not meant to be to have vocals. So I just told my father, I go, Hey, you know, can you orchestrate 
you know, put some orchestration on this and see where it goes. And we just liked how it was sounding. I said, you know, fuck it. We're going to release it instrumental because it sounds and feels right, you know? Yeah, I mean, either. I never, I mean, it was weird. It was kind of like yeah. that music was written in, all in the moment. So it was all based on, on the flow of it. So it just feel, felt like the vocals never fit right, you know? Yeah. Actually, now I remember, we had a badass singer too, Eric Knight from Miami. He's out in uh, Los Angeles now, but he was in a band called Vandal uh, back in the in the late 80s, early 90s in Miami. Awesome singer. Oh, yeah. And man, he sat with the material for like a year and he got back to me. He's like, oh, I don't know what to do on this. So I figured, you know what? It's not meant to have a vocalist, I guess, you know? Yeah, it sounds badass like that. Yeah. I personally don't think it needs vocals, honestly. To be honest with you, now that it doesn't have vocals, it's actually easier to go on tour. Uh, is there any plans to tour the album? Any Anything in the future for Agora? I'm just kind of waiting for the right uh, opportunity, the right promoters, you know. Um, it might be tough to do, like, long touring because of everybody's work schedule. And I know Matt Matt Thompson's very busy with King Diamond because, um, you know, he's drums for them. So yeah. what we're going to try to do is maybe do some some special shows, some, some uh, festivals if possible. And uh, I think it's totally doable, especially if it's instrumental, you know. Yeah. So it'd be much easier to get on the road with that, for sure. That'd be badass. Take it out on the road, yeah. A couple of. You know. I, I would love to. That, that's definitely in the plans. Talk to us about synchronicity. Uh, for the fans that don't know what that is, uh, what is synchronicity? Oh, yeah. A really cool project, actually. Um, that also has Matt Thompson on drums from King Diamond yeah. and Tony Choi from, from Cynic, Atheist, and Pestilence. Wow. Um, to Tony and I... Well, actually, all the Cynic guys and I, we've all been friends since I was 15 years old. And um, Tony approached me to do a record together, and he said he wanted to do something that was kind of like the old Cynic, but a little more modern, you know, and more melodic. So he went with a, a singer called the name Grant Petty, and uh, he's a really good vocalist. And so he... And we did the record. I think we recorded that whole thing like in two weeks, man, in, Sto in Tony's studio. And uh, Matt came down from Texas to Miami. We recorded it quick. Um, I the record got released for a short period, and then Tony was trying to find a label back the record. It never got signed, and I think Tony ended up pulling the plug on it, waiting to release it again. Yeah. So I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what he's doing with it now. It's kind of a shame because it's a really good record. I don't. Know, I don't know if you've heard it. If you haven't heard it, I'll send you a copy. But it's a it's a really good record too. I'm I'm pretty proud of it as well. You know, it's on YouTube. I think I heard it. Yeah, good stuff. Oh, it's on YouTube. Okay, great, great. Uh, it's up there. Yeah, I think. I mean, I spoke to Tony recently. He he has plans on doing a second record. So whenever his schedule frees up, I'm sure we'll we'll get back in the studio and do another record. You know, in that in that that project. You know, how was it working with uh, with Paul and Cynic and all that? Any stories? Um, any uh, stories you can share with us? Yeah, I can share plenty. Yeah. Um, okay, so my relationship with Paul started when I was fifteen. I took a couple guitar lessons with him, yeah. and interestingly enough, it had nothing to do with metal. He was actually helping me out with some jazz and some some uh, learning how to read jazz charts and things like that, and how to play over changes because uh, at the time I was auditioning for schools you know mm -hmm. um, so let's 
see. From there, um, Sean and I were the ones that were kind of working together. Sean Reinert. Um, I think I was like 17 or 18. I started giving him demos. He, at the time, he lived in this warehouse, the notorious warehouse in Miami, where uh, that's where Cynic rehearsed. That's where Death rehearsed. Um, I think, if I'm not mistaken, Atheist might have rehearsed there as well. Oh, wow. Uh, And Agora actually recorded the demos there. The original demos, part of it was recorded there, and some of the material was written in there. Um, So Sean... Sean started working on the demos, I think, in 1997. And at the time, you know, I was friends with Sean, Paul, Tony, and um, Sean Malone, and, and Paul Masvidal, and uh, Jason. But anyhow, um, I think what ended up happening is Sean had started, oh yeah, Sean was starting to move to Los Angeles. So he was, oh no, he was at University of Miami. He moved out of the warehouse. And he started getting his degree in music at, at University of Miami. And at the time, I moved into the warehouse and I kind of took it over. And that's where we would do rehearsals and things. And then we just started re- recording demos, you know. Mm-hmm. And then we got a couple labels interested to do the first Agora record. And um, so we got a little bit of funds together and we decided, okay, we're going to actually do a full length record. And so that's when Sean and I went into the studio to, to do the record. I think this was back in 1998. Um, it was Sean Reinert, my sister, uh, Danishta Rivero and Charlie Eckendall on guitar. And at the time we had Andy DeLuca on bass who yeah, he's played with Symphony X. He's, he's a really good bassist. But um, he ended up having some complications. He wasn't able to do it, so we got Sean Malone to to play the record. Um, years later, fast forward, after I did the second Agora record, I was in the studio with Sean Reiner in Los Angeles this time doing um, doing the, the, the drums for Agora 2. He did half the drums on that record. Um, Paul Masvidal came by the studio and Paul was kind of hinting at the idea of Cynic coming back. Um, and then after that session, Sean called me and asked me if I wanted to join the Cynic reunion tour. Oh, wow. And this was back, God, this had to be like 2006 or seven. Mm-hmm. And um, so there was talk about that, but nothing had been set in stone yet. And then... Paul called me, they sent me out the tracks, they asked me to start learning the music, Um, it was still kind of kept quiet, and at the time, I remember I flew out to Los Angeles, I think once or twice to work with Paul, and to meet with Sean, Um, but at the time, Paul wasn't really playing guitar, so... It, things weren't like ready you know what I mean yeah. and so I ended up going back to Miami and I was kind of like I was really focused with Agora at the time We were, Agora was actually playing and doing a little bit of touring um, to support the second record uh-huh. and Paul came to Miami at one point and we started working on some songs together for, for that reunion tour but at the time my wife was pregnant with my with my uh, third daughter, mm-hmm. and things were getting a little complicated. I wasn't seeing how this tour was going to pan out, you know, because I was waiting on Cynic. I wasn't getting a, a straight answer from Paul as to how that was going to go about. Um, 
so I kind of made the decision to to tell Paul, hey, I kind of need an answer as to whether that tour is going to happen or not, you know? Uh-huh. And then I didn't hear from Paul, and then I saw on Blabbermouth that they had picked someone else. And so that was kind of unfortunate. So from there on, I haven't spoken to Paul, unfortunately. We kind yeah. of fell out of touch. Um I you know I wish him the best, but um, I don't. We we don't really have a much of a relationship now, you know. Yeah, yeah, it happens. So. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, shit happens, uh, yeah. and it was weird because Sean didn't know about that. Sean found out later, and he was actually Sean Reiner was kind of pissed about it because he wanted me to be involved, you know. Yeah. So yeah, but um, unfortunately, you know, it all worked out for the better. I think. Then I got to focus on on recording the new Agora record, which you're hearing now. We actually recorded that music back then. We started that record about 13 years ago, and so a lot of that music is actually really old. You know. Did you talk about Sean, the the drummer that just passed away, huh? Yeah, Sean Reiner. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah he's the one that wanted me on the reunion tour for something. Yeah. But then they ended up going with someone else, which is fine. You know, mm-hmm. they went about their way, and I kind of went my own way, and and that's it. You know, but I always stayed close with Tony Choi. We've uh, we we worked together on a TV program, doing music for TV, and then we started Synchronicity, and you know that went pretty well. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty much it. I mean, I don't know if you want me to give you any specifics about that I, mean, I always stay close with Sean Reiner too we would talk pretty often in fact we were supposed to do something recently before he passed with uh, Ralph Santola from Death but Ralph passed as well so yeah. that project is never going to see the light but um, it's unfortunate I, I really you know I miss Sean because he was a, he was a real brother to me you know um, I think out of everybody in Cynic Sean and Tony and uh, Jason have always been real brothers to me you know yeah, may he rest in peace. Of course, yeah. Um, of course, yeah. It's a it's a shock. It, it came yeah. as a shock to everybody. I mean, he's really too young to pass away. You know. Let's jump to another band and project you were with. Uh, I noticed you were doing. You were with Order of Need Council of the Fallen, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, that was a cool project um, with, uh, cool. with Scott. And um, Steve Hasham from uh, D-Side. D-Side, yeah. Um, yeah, that was really cool. I really liked that music. They, they asked me to do the demos. Uh-huh. So I recorded the guitars, um, the leads and stuff. And it was kind of the same thing. They asked me to tour. And I remember at the time, I couldn't because of work. And so next thing I know, they had someone else. So yeah. I was like, oh, well, I guess that didn't work out, yeah. you know, which is a shame because I actually really liked that music and uh, it was a fun project, you know. Um, the order I would have liked, yeah, liked to have played on the album. I, I think I only played on the demos. I don't know if they used anything that I, that I had recorded, you know. It's on that website that you did. Uh, it says you did. I'm not sure. I mean. I'm sure the demos are floating around somewhere. Yeah, okay. I don't know that they released it officially, though, but I, I never really heard back from any of them. Scott, I talk to every once in a while. Uh, he's cool, but I haven't really heard. I never heard back from Steve, so I don't know. But, you know, he was always a cool guy. And no issues between him. So was that the same the same project, uh, the Council of the Fallen? And, and then there's a different, yes. right? Yeah, it was called, originally it was called Council of the Fallen. Yeah. And then they changed it to um, this other name, which I don't even remember now, but yeah. Order of a Need? Order of a Need, that's it, right. right. That's right. So, it's Order of a Need and Council of the Fallen, the same lineup, the same people? 
Yeah, it's the same project. Yeah. Uh, as far as I know. Yeah. But like I said, I, I don't know what happened to it yeah. after I stopped working on it. Like after I did the demos, I never heard back. So I was like, okay, I'm moving on. You know? Yeah, yeah. And, and actually, funny enough, at the same time, uh, I got contacted by Glenn Benton to go on tour with you side. Really? And wow. It was really funny. I got called by Glenn Benton. And I gave him my price because Ralph Dantola called me and Ralph's like, hey, I'm leaving Deicide. You know, do you want to do this? And I was like, oh, yeah, cool. So Glenn called me. I gave Glenn a price, uh, which I thought was pretty fair. And they went with someone else. So, hey, more power to them. But then I, I got a call from Eric Rutan also to do to maybe work with Morbid. Really? Uh, with oh, Trey, okay. yeah. But nothing ever happened with that. I never I never heard back. That would have been cool. I would have liked to work with Trey. Wow! So you're 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 close to a bunch of different uh, big death metal names. That's cool. Wow. Yeah, I think it's because we're just all in Florida. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like I mean, most of those guys are are Tampa, Orlando. You know, between Tampa, Orlando, and then you have in Miami a couple of us that are down there. You know. Yeah. Um. But I think you know we kind of all know each other a little bit. You know. Yeah. So. I'm a huge D side fan. I've seen him twice before. We played. We played with him. Agora opened for DSide years ago when they came to Miami, and that was a good show. And I always liked what what DSide did. You know, they were pretty badass. How was it working with Steve and Kevin of DSide? Wow, that must have been an experience, huh? I know, I recorded everything in my house, so oh. I didn't, in my studio at home. So oh, they would just okay. send me the tracks the and record in my house and send them back the tracks. You know, I have my own studio at my house. You know. I see. Okay, I get you. Okay. Cool. Yeah, the same thing I did with Pestilence too. I just, they they sent me the tracks and did everything in my house. I sent it to them and they mixed it on the album. That was my next question. Exactly, uh, Pestilence, uh, that CD, uh, Hadeon. Oh, yeah. that, that was awesome. Yeah. I really enjoyed working on that project. That was really really cool, and I have a lot of a lot of respect and love for Patrick Mamelli. He's uh, he's another brother of mine, and um, it was cool that he wanted me to play on the record. So. Um, it's funny because I wasn't sure what he wanted me to do and he gave me free reign to do whatever I wanted. So I just went full throttle and tried to, my goal was to bring like a lot of creativity and melody and, and just soul to those solos. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. So that's what I went for. And, um, I was really thinking about like, how would it sound if you had like a, that, that Eddie Van Halen type ferocity mixed with Jason Becker and a death metal thing, you know, wow. and that's kind of what I was going for. A little bit of Alan Holes were sprinkled, sprinkled in, you know? <laughs> Damn, that's interesting. But, uh, interesting. Yeah. I didn't want to go too Holesworth sounding because Mameli's already like on that, that side of things. He likes to be very atonal and chromatic. So I let him sound like that, you know? But it was cool. It was a lot of fun. And um, Mameli took care of me. I got paid well for that record. And uh, yeah. it was cool. It was a really, really cool record. I'm very happy and proud to have been on a Pestilence record. And um, unfortunately, I did not get to go on tour for that. I, I really wanted to. But um, Tony and I were supposed to do that tour. And it just didn't work out. It, it wasn't feasible financially. So... I ended up not. I ended up bailing from that, and they picked uh, Kalen. I forget his last name, but they picked a couple guys from Romania, so they're doing the tour now. But it's all good. Patrick and I have a good relationship, and like I said, he's a, he's a brother of mine, so I got a lot of love for Patrick. So it's all good. You're super talented, man! Wow, I see what you do on those guitar videos. Uh, I play a little bit of guitar myself, so you're just super talented, man. Awesome Thank you, brother. Man.
Oh man, thank you. Well, I I, uh, I owe it to for sure God, the universe, whatever you want to call it, and uh, yeah. my dad. My dad really pushed me. My dad and my mom they were always very supportive and making sure I wasn't eating shit instead of just practicing. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like most kids. Like really, I mean honestly, my my whole uh, youth was practicing guitar. I mean, I never really got into any trouble. Just I was always in my room playing guitar. You know. So awesome. I'm thankful for that, though. You know. For sure. Any message? You want to relate to the Agora fans, all the Santiago fans? Um, well, first of all, thank you to anyone who's taken the time to listen to anything that Agora or myself do, Santiago do, does, you know. Um, I'm really humbled by it, and uh, at this point, I really do it for the fans. Um, I really, to me, that's what's important, is making sure that people hear something and they're inspired by it. It makes me happy to do that, so thank you to, to for you guys allowing me to have that chance to bring you some fresh, crazy music and, um, and try to push the limits and see what happens you know but uh i love everybody and i love you guys and thank you for for the support awesome uh where can we find your music uh besides spotify uh social media um well right now we did everything independent so we are our own record label you know my father and i own the label and um right now you can find it on cdbaby.com amazon.com um iTunes or Apple Music, Spotify. Um, it, pretty soon, in about a week and a half, CDs should be available. And I believe those are going to be distributed on Amazon and on CD Baby. And we should have vinyl coming out in about a month or two. Um, and also, the first record is being remastered soon. That's going to be re-released. So definitely uh, more music is coming as well. New music will be coming in the next year or two. So we're going to already be working on that. Appreciate it. We're looking forward to seeing you guys on the road, man. Awesome. I hope so. I hope so. And, and thank you so much for your time, brother. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, man. We hope, we truly hope you guys enjoyed uh, listening to our conversation with uh, this guitar, guitar wizard of Santiago Dobles of Agora Synchronicity. A true experience for me, myself, and uh, all the metal fans, really. This guy is just a talent. He's a wizard on the guitar. You guys can find him on social media, Santiago Dobles. Uh, the latest album, Entheogenic Frequencies. Eight awesome tracks on there. Agora, A-G-H-O-R-A. You guys can pick it up. Check it out. Look for it. Uh, you heard you heard the man. He explained where and when we can find that, that album. But you can find the other stuff. A-G-H-O-R-A. Agora, you can find some stuff out there floating somewhere in the world of music. On behalf of myself, James, and everybody here at That Metal Interview Podcast, we truly appreciate your support. Thank you for subscribing on our YouTube page, YouTube channel. Thank you for following us on social media. Uh, thank you for supporting our podcast and downloading our podcast, whether it's on Buzzsprout.com or whether it's on Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you might find us. We truly appreciate it. Thank you. And one more time, thank you to Mr. Santiago Dobles. Pick up his stuff. The stuff he's done with Order of a Need, Council of the Fallen, Pestilence, Hadeon, and so on. Agora, A-G-H-O-R-A. My name is James, and thank you for tuning in and downloading our stuff, our podcast, That Metal Interview Podcast, jrocksmetalzone.com. 
Don't forget to subscribe. And don't forget to keep it metal. That metal interview.